so we stayed in like a Disney hotel then and you'll get like late night entrances to the parks if you get them and Ooh, always like pretty. one park will stay open till like 2 a.m. So we just rode the Haunted Mansion like on loop late at night and there were all these like cute but creepy guys working there who were kind of That's like flirt with you in a really creepy way and yeah, we were having a great love, time yeah love i love shit. i you're, love you're i love creeps <sighs> my favorite whatever it takes that rage will get you through So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Pat. Did you remember, Rachel? Now I don't yes, do the yeah, bit Yeah, yeah, that's remember? right. That's right. I'm just like waiting for you to like surprise me. I'm just like... It's yeah. it, it going to happen someday. It's going to happen someday. Right? Isn't that, a, isn't that from Chicago, I believe? Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of Chicago. Oh, we were watching the movie the other day, actually. Not the whole thing. We're just catching mm. clips of it. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. You don't like it. Yeah, it's okay. <clears throat> you don't like, because you, you don't like uh, Renee Zellweger, right? You're not a big fan. I mean, she's fine. Oh, you like her. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I you, haven't I, seen anything that she's done in the past five right. years, but. She won an Oscar not so long ago. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't remember. see that one, that Judy Garland I don't one. think any human saw that movie. Just bots. That's how it got nominated. <laughs> no, I, am like, I have never met a person who's seen that. And I'm like interested in Judy Garland and I have no desire to see that movie. At Interesting. All. And I also think like Liza Minnelli was like, don't go see this movie. Mm. And I'm going to listen to Liza. I, I have a famous saying. Listen to Liza. <laughs> L2L. Listen mm-hmm. hashtag, to Liza. Hashtag L2L. So if Liza says, don't go see this movie, but my mother, I'm like, all right, what does Lorna Luft say? And then Lorna Luft is also like, don't go see this movie about my mother. And I'm like, listen, Lorna and Liza. I don't know if what Lorna Luft said about it. She may not care very much, but yeah. Liza you're, was like. You're not actually listening to Lorna Luft is what you're telling me. Nah, who cares? No one cares about Lorna Luft. <laughs> God bless her. You know, bless her heart, as they say in the South. Mm-hmm. They say that. Bless they say heart. that? Bless your heart? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do so. say that. Like I Sometimes they say it in, yeah, they, I was going to say, sometimes they don't really mean it. Oh, no, it's like if they think you're like an idiot, like a dumb person. Mm-hmm. Bless then your heart. Say it. Fucking phony, nice people. <laughs> not, I'm not saying, the South's a little lovely. It can be really humid. <laughs> <laughs> your friends are smart. If anybody can, 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 can name that reference. On the Facebook page. I just went, your friends are smart. If anybody can tell us what that reference is on the Facebook page, I promise. This is the hand of God. Do you know what I'm going to say, Rach? $5 McDonald's gift $5 card. $5 McDonald's <laughs> gift card. No researching. Don't Google your friends are smart and then find out what it is. I guess I have no way of knowing. No, you don't. Well, $5 McDonald's gift card. If you do the Google, I guess I'll fucking give you the $5 McDonald's gift card. I don't know that that would be what comes up if you put in your friends are smart anyway. <laughs> How you doing, Rich? I'm doing all right. How you doing, pal? I'm good. It's Monday night. Mm-hmm. Hanging out with my buddy, talking mm-hmm. about Degrassi, the next generation. What more could you want? HBO oh, one Max. Of my, one of my favorite things. I know. I love it on HBO Max. I can pause. I can skip the intro. I skipped the intro on one of them I was today. just about to say to you, you know what I did today? <laughs> I felt the powerful. I, felt I know. Powerful. I was just like, I don't have to listen to this. <laughs> I don't have to listen to it. 
you know, if I maybe, don't love this season song, it's like fine, but it's soulless. I mean, if we were talking, if I do, oh, I never skip, skip if I do. But I'm skipping this. I'm gonna, you know what? I realized today, I'm gonna skip it every time. <laughs> I mean, but hey, next also, season we'll see. we we had a two parter today. I also very quickly skipped to the next episode, so I didn't have to listen to the sad song at the end. So just skip to the next episode. We got the feeling Snoop Dogg should fucking get money for that. <laughs> <clears throat> he should patent it or some shit. Um. Yeah, you got to skip because it's like 17, 16, 15. I'm not waiting. I don't want to listen no. to the sad balls version of this fucking song. Whatever it takes. Oh That's not it's quite like, what it sounds like. That's my best impression of it, though. Whatever it takes. Somewhere in between our two, I think. Yours yeah, sounded a little Bruce Springsteen-y to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish. It's more like... Um, I don't know what it's like. I guess it's like <coughs> supposed to be like dashboard confessional, but it's not even. It's yeah. like not even as. There's probably some singer songwriter out there who recorded that. I don't want to look it up right now. I don't want to ruin it, but. I believe it's the actor who played Blue. <laughs> if you're in one, I get buck wild. Listening to this podcast and going, oh. <laughs> who, the guy who played Blue, whose name I don't know? <laughs> oh, the, Do guy who, the guy who sang the song. <clears throat> Do you remember? Oh yeah, he's sad. Do you remember <laughs> back when we first started doing this podcast, and for mm-hmm. like years, most of the pe- characters on the show I would o- oftentimes just call by their Christian names: mm-hmm. Miriam McDonald, Cassandra mm-hmm. Steele, uh, Shane Kippel, uh, Melissa McIntyre, etc., etc., etc. Ask me any new cast member. I don't know. I don't know a single one of them. (laughs) Jamie Johnston, which might just be Johnson, not Johnston. It's one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the last one. Oh, I guess Paula Broncotti. But I don't know. Yeah. And Natty Zavitz, let's be honest. Yeah. Natty Zavitz. But I don't know Johnny DeMarco's real name. Do you? I did at one point. And Do I you don't know, know. I feel like you might know Sav. I don't. Yeah. Raymond A. Black. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Good for you. And then Fiona's Annie Clark. St. Vincent. Because she, well, well, because she's St. Vincent. So it's like. Yes. That <laughs> one's easy, easy to, to remember. remember. That's easy to remember. <clears throat> yeah. It's funny. Fiona turned out great job on Degrassi and then totally took another path and became St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. The Degrassi fandom page says the closing credits theme music has been shifted to acoustic and is now performed by an unknown male singer. So it's, it's blue. A, it's the guy who plays blue. <laughs> I'm telling you. If you man want to get buckwild. And you know, I mean, if we keep skipping the intro, we're really not going to know their names either. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm good, though. I'm fine. That doesn't. I'm, I'm, I'm off with their heads, you know. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what they say about all the Degrassi casts off with their heads. Yesterday, <clears throat> Sundays. On Sundays, I have a group of friends, and we mm-hmm. watch uh, at 2 p.m. on Sunday. We watch, we have a, <clears throat> a horror movie. We watch horror movies. And That's nice. <clears throat> we each pick, well, we pick categories. We each pick three categories at the beginning of a technically like what you'd call a season. Mm-hmm. And then we have a wheel, and the wheel spins. <clears throat> and last week, the category that was picked was a category that i submitted which was horror mm-hmm. adjacent so not a straight up horror movie my the movie that i nom- nominated and then we all nominate a movie and then we vote 
and then one wins and we watch it. The movie mm-hmm. I nominated did not win, but what did win and what we did watch yesterday was the 1984 sequel to A Wizard of Oz okay. called Return to Oz. Oh, I just watched that. Or did I started. You? So, okay. My friend that I was just with in Seattle, we were talking about it. And so we were going to watch it and we had started to watch it when we found out that Taylor Hawkins died. And so we stopped and we didn't go back to it. And we watched um, a really heartfelt Disney movie instead. Darby O'Gill and the Little People? No, it was one about a dog. And the movie is the name of the dog. And it has... Milo and Otis. No, it's more recent than that. And Jeff Daniels is in it. Chef Daniels? The cook? (laughs) Chef (laughs) Daniels. I didn't know he did movies. Oh, Winn-Dixie. <clears throat> oh, because of Winn-Dixie. Because of Winn-Dixie. That was like the, you know, we were very sad and crying. And so we we're like, let's watch a heartfelt movie instead. So I never went back and watched it. I got to tell you. I forgot about that. I got to tell you. It's mm-hmm. very good. It is. Now, mm-hmm. everybody, uh, my generation remembers it as being like traumatizing because it's very dark. It's like mm-hmm. a very, very dark movie. Yeah. It's all of the puppets are fucking weird. And it's mm-hmm. just like one of those movies that's it's unsettling from beginning yeah. to end. It's one of those movies, too, where I was watching it and I was like, <clears throat> it's 50 years after the original movie. And it could not be more different tonally in yeah. Look, it's so drab on purpose. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, who is this for? Because people who like The Wizard of Oz are not going to like this because it's a bummer of a movie. Mm -hmm. Literally, the fucking movie opens with them sending Dorothy to fucking a a sanitarium to get Mm -hmm. electroshock treatment. That's the open of the movie. Now, I was, I I thought it was a great movie. I was just so, there's no way I can't can't imagine how people who love Wizard of Oz, if they saw that, must have been like, what is happening? Why? Terrible. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, if you got Disney Plus, it's two hours. It's pretty long. And it kind of feels it at some points. But this is a weird ass movie. If you like weird movies. Was it fun watching it with your friends? Yeah, we have a good time no matter what we watch. That's the thing. A lot of times we see we have to slog through a lot of shitty movies, but <clears throat> this was a fun movie mm-hmm. to watch together. We do it on a Zoom. We chime in. We talk a lot. A lot of it was us. It's fun. Great time. Great time. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a movie group if you can get one. And if you have one and you want me to be in it, ask me. I'll do it. I love movie groups. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so if any of you broomheads want me to be in their movie group, have me in. I'll do it. Okay. We're not here to talk about movie groups. We're not here to talk about Return to Oz. We're not here mm-hmm. to talk about, um, uh, I don't know. I had something, but I lost it. All those other things we were talking about before this. They don't matter. Because of Winn-Dixie. Yeah. I remember- that movie was very mm-hmm. cute. For a very long time, my dear friend Franny, Francis Reynolds, who should listen to this podcast, but I'm virtually positive does not. Mm-hmm. We had we never saw a movie because of Win Dixie, but he would always say, because evidently it was in the commercial, he would say randomly for no reason, he would say, Win Dixie is the best at making friends. That's the only <laughs> thing I remember from that movie. <laughs> Maybe it was the trailer, that was what they said, but he mm-hmm. would just say it randomly at no at mm-hmm. points in life. But we're not here to talk about any of that. We're mm-hmm. here to talk about Degrassi, the next generation. HBO Max presents in full color. 
mm-hmm. to Grassy the Next Generation. More specifically, we're talking about a uh episodes 907 and, and 908 it's the seventh and eighth episode episodes of the ninth season they are the 170th and 171st episodes but because of two parters like this we call this the 137th proper degrassi episode it's called beat it michael jackson we talked about him last week. I controversially said he was a piece of shit. You controversially agreed. And we got mm-hmm. nothing more to add. I was going to ask who your favorite Jackson was and then say Janet doesn't count because obviously oh. Janet is the answer. But then mm-hmm. I was like, did I ask that already? Maybe. I mean, Janet is also the answer, so I'm not really sure. I don't you know the other ones well enough. So Tito, you got, oh, Tito Jermaine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know their names, but I don't Luscious, know them personally. Luscious, Luscious Jackson. Oh, yeah, I do like Luscious Jackson. Um, of course, Luscious Jackson, don't forget. Um, LaToya, that's who I would pick, LaToya Jackson. Mm-hmm. She's great. She's the yeah. best. Um, but so, uh, yeah, I got no question. You got a question for yeah. me? Well, I want to go back for a second to because of Winn-Dixie. There's one thing that's really important to mention mm-hmm. about this movie. Um I don't know if you know this, but Dave Matthews has a role in this movie. Open like, up my head and let me out, baby. Like, actual acting role, and he's not bad. It <gasps> completely changed my opinion of Dave Matthews as a person. Wow. I used to, I mean, I'm sure he's a fine guy, but because his music re- represents something to me that I didn't care for, I really disliked him for I so know. long. You called him the Antichrist. We've I called him the Antichrist, and watching this movie, I was like. He seems all right. I little like feet, little hands of the baby. <laughs> <laughs> he plays a man who has somehow like inherited a pet store. And yes. the little girl who has when Dixie starts working there with him and he's like gruff and grumpy. And, you know, then they kind of warm each other's hearts a little bit. And he plays music to the animals. Was I'm just, and I'm just like, is this his only acting gig was because of Win Dixie or was he in other things? Did you look it up? I didn't. So I don't have an answer. But it, I, my question to you is, who is your favorite musician who has acted in a film? Oh, my God. There's a million. But before I'm going to answer that. But I do need to mm-hmm. know, because this has been burning in my brain for many years. Mm-hmm. Is Win Dixie, in fact, the best at making friends? I mean, Win Dixie does cause a lot of friendships to happen. There you go. But I don't know if it's Win Dixie or if it's the confidence that Win Dixie gives this little girl. I see. Who's the little girl? Dakota Fanning? No, but she looks kind of like her. I'd have to say my favorite uh, musician performance in a movie is certainly Dave Matthews in because of Win Dixie. <laughs> You've never seen it. Oh yeah. Um, that's a great question. I want. I'm thinking David Bowie in The Hunger. I'm thinking. Jeez, there's got to be there's I mean, I just I'm going to tell you right now, interestingly enough, Adrian and I were just watching Chicago, as I said, we didn't mm-hmm. we were watching it a little bit of it, mm-hmm. but we did. And part of that we did watch, we did see Mama's Good to You, which is a barn burner of a performance from the great Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. Holy jeez, Louise. That's oh true. God. There's so many good ones. Tupac mm-hmm. in 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 uh, in, uh, in poetic justice with also Janet Jackson. Two mm-hmm. great performances right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's. I, I I can't answer this question because I know I'm going to forget somebody. Yeah, no, it's hard. You know, because there's a lot of good ones. 
I'm sure I have like a fate, like I'm going to realize it tomorrow. Later. Yeah. And be like, oh, of course it's someone from this horror movie that I love that I forgot fucking yeah. Joan Jett was in. You know, that's not funny. I know. Joan Do Jett, you? a huge fan of New Jersey. Yeah, she loves um, it. Do you have an answer? Do you know yours? I don't. I don't. But that just made me think I was like, oh, I know I've definitely seen movies that musicians have been in. I just can't think of like cool all as the ice. Examples of them. Cool as ice mm-hmm. with vanilla ice, of course. That's a great one. Drop the zero and get with the hero. Come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love when Pete Wentz shows up with a bag of chips in the Degrassi that's movie. That's a TV show, so it's a little different. But I'd but it's it. a. I mean, they they caveat. It's kind of a movie, so just a TV one. It was released on a DVD at some point. I love, I mean, this isn't a movie, but I love um, Lil Stevie and The Sopranos. Very true. Very true. I mean, Mark Wahlberg sucks, but he's in Boogie Nights. Yeah. As a person, he sucks, or as an actor, he sucks? Both. Hmm. Father Stu. Oh, I'm Father Stu. He recently said he only wants to do movies that have a Christian message. (laughs) <laughs> so and he's doing he's fucking putting his money where his mouth is oh, lyle right. love it in all those robert altman movies oh i don't i can't even i couldn't do this i would have to make like remember when you, you did, have to make a chart no remember back in the day when you did the bracket the mvo mm-hmm. bracket mm-hmm. this would be a great bracket best this would be a great bracket. movie performances by people who were musicians first mick jaggers and stuff performance mm-hmm. i'm sure john lennon's in a movie no maybe he's not oh the monkeys in head we gotta stop talking about this <laughs> i'll talk i'll do it i'll let go right yeah, now and look do. it up and just talk about it. fuck this two-parter it's b- dumb shit and although there's something in this that i love so very much in this two-parter and i think you probably already know what it is but probably yeah I really enjoyed parts of this, but not all of this. I enjoyed one of the stories in this a, mm-hmm. a, a, a fantastic amount. I was trying to think as I was watching this, I was like, why did they call it beat it? Did they call it beat it because Riley <laughs> gave Sam a beating? <laughs> did they call it beat it because he was masturbating, thinking about him? Was he? <laughs> oh. I'm just trying to think of reasons. He I'm got, like, a, why it he got a big boner when he watched it? him kissing that dummy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I was thinking um, about my girlfriend. <laughs> Can I say something though? I, I, when I was watching, I mean, I'm sure we're going to have a million things to say about Riley, mm-hmm. but when Riley is that scene after the CPR, he gets a boner, they're at mm-hmm. lunch or whatever. And he's like with Fiona and he's like, I just started thinking about my girlfriend, dude. And I wrote a note, like he's such a bad actor. Yeah, he is. But then as the episode progressed, there were times when like it was he better. wasn't bad. And I was like, yeah. wait a minute. He's fucking being uncomfortable pretending to be straight and putting that in the performance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Is this guy great? He's not. Spoiler alert. He's not. <laughs> but... But I do think that that's what he was doing. He was like, yeah, possessing. It's hard to tell if he's, yeah, if he's awkward and uncomfortable because he's awkward and uncomfortable or if it's because he's not a good actor. Well, I think that he's most awkward and uncomfortable, though, in the scenes where he's pretending to be Fiona's boyfriend Mm -hmm. and like in the scenes where he's when he like at the end with with uh, Jamie Johnson, 
who fuck mm-hmm. god damn it i fucking like hot peter i i know right who knew who knew i'm so mad at myself but it happened yeah um yeah he's very self-aware like when he was like take it from me a, a guy who loses girlfriends to, to continents Other- all the time <laughs> But okay, so I don't know. I was like, that might be good acting. Mm-hmm. I think it's he's a, he's a, he's like a middle of the road actor. But mm-hmm. that particular stuff where he was like very awkward at that cafeteria scene. I think mm-hmm. I mean I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that's what because I'm sure even if he doesn't consciously go in there making that acting choice, the director is saying to him. Yeah. You're playing a role here and you're mm-hmm. not good. You know what I mean? So I, there's definitely, it's, it, I think it reads pretty strongly. Anyway, we got a Riley episode. Mm-hmm. We got a but Riley it's a three hander Riley two parter. So like, there's a lot going on here, but they, I mean, it definitely focuses heavily on this story and nothing else. Yeah. It's Riley self-hatred. Mm hmm. A lot of toxic. There's a lot of toxic masculinity. Oh, throughout the entire, all three, all three stories. Stories. There's so much toxic masculinity, and it just made me so mad. I was like, oh my god, all these dudes are horrible. Like, for all the in terrible, different ways. For all I mean, them. for all the terrible shit that Riley pulled, I think I hated Sav more than anybody until like the end. But when Sav was yeah. like, "You can either be a fairy princess or my girlfriend." Like yeah, you and do don't you I, don't you want to come to my band practice? Lo- like, by the way, I love how much the girlfriends fucking hate Stutes. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> this band sucks. I don't want to. I also love that. I know we're really getting too much. I know we get to a point where um, Anya comes in to talk to Sav and he's listening to "Hey California" like uh, on his head. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> You listen to your own songs, you fucking mark. I know. I was like, you don't need to listen to that. And then I had that song in my head for the rest of the day. So, but let's stick with which, Riley which might be like my favorite song right now. I'm not gonna lie. Of all songs, or of just all of songs, <laughs> of all the songs, but of today, you know, not like yeah. forever. I'm just like, hey, California. California. Hey, or no, sorry, hey, hey California. Hey, we both said California, though. We both did. <laughs> <laughs> um so riley's trying wants to be a lifeguard so he's taking mm-hmm. this lifeguard class and it's taught by uh sam yeah who's hot sam sam who's like a great swimmer and yeah. was i guess a football player he had like the most rushing yards or something and riley is very impressed yeah i mean i was impressed he was also a very hot mm-hmm. <laughs> he's old right he's out of high school i guess so i don't know they all look young so it's so hard to right. tell but so, and he's also gay. He tells, he, yes. He, and, and, um, Riley, even before Riley knows that he's gay, he, Mark, Sam is doing the, uh, teaching them how to do CPR on a CPR dummy. He puts mm-hmm. his mouth on the dummy and kisses mm-hmm. it, but he's not kissing it. He's blowing life into it. And that mm-hmm. made fucking Riley rock hard. And then some yeah. new guy named Fitz took a lot yeah. of notes was like yeah. whoa check it, it also, out Boner. it also took me a long time to figure out who that guy was it was Have like somewhere late uh apparently so but i don't remember him but it wasn't until like late in the second episode that i was like okay fits i got a name and there was some point where i thought they called him holden and i'm like who named their kid after a catcher in the ride <laughs> i mean i'm sure it's fucking happened a lot oh i'm sure um i just all of these boys, it's it's Riley, it's Fitz, oh. and it's Blue. Apparently, this is Blue's last speaking role on this show. 
Could it be all of their last speaking roles on the fucking yeah, show, please? Yeah, one, one could wish. I'm just, the way they just talk and are like, I just don't remember being like that. Well, I feel like Riley is trying so hard to not be gay that he's saying a lot of things that are weird. But then Fitz is also like single ladies are going to be at the club fair. And like, I feel like he's instigating more of it than I think Fitz than he is. Fitz. Yeah. More than Riley is. Cause at first I was like, I feel like in my memory, Riley was like instigating a lot, but I don't think he is. I think he's doing some, but then other times he's just like responding Fitz is by far and away the least attractive of the three of them as well. I would yeah, say. Yeah. I love when, so yeah, there, there's like a carnival kind of deal. Mm-hmm. That's like a, a club carnival. I don't know. I, this was very confusing to me. So I'm like, wait, do you play ski ball and learn about LGBTQ uh, I guess. sensitivity training? Like I was a little bit baffled by this. They were playing a game where they were like putting things in a, like an alien's mouth. Yeah, that was weird. I'd never seen that at a carnival before, but that's Canada for you. That might be something they've got up there. So Riley, so everyone's like, Riley, dude, are you ever going to like bone your hot girlfriend, Fiona? (laughs) If she was my girlfriend, I would already (laughs) make her bone me. And it's just like so gross. Yeah. And And as as Fiona puts it, put oot. (laughs) Put oot. Yeah. (laughs) You think I'm going to put oot? And meanwhile, you got hot Peter being the voice of reason where he's like, Riley's like, you got to give me advice, man. Like, I want to get this girl to bone me. Can I, like, make her bone me? Not, like, in the way, like, can I, like, rape her? But, like, how do can I, like, convince her it's cool? And Mm -hmm. Hot Peter's like, no. (laughs) She said no. She doesn't want to bone you. She's not going to bone you. I mean, take it from me. I fucking took video of Manny's boobies. And then she forgave me. And now we're, like, friends. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but. So he gets rather aggressive with Fiona in a scene where, like, he's trying to bone her. Yeah, she comes over to his who's, house. His who's. His who's, sorry. Uh, that's definitely how she would say it. And he's got Thursday and Thrice posters on the wall. And then he also has, like, some weird sports ones that say, like, game on. And, like, one of a swimmer wearing yeah, a those mosquito. Are those are real posters. <laughs> um, and... Uh, they're having an interesting conversation and they're talking about like, and Peter also had this conversation with Riley too about his confusing thoughts and like, like Fiona knows that he's trying to figure out if he's gay or not, whether or not they've had that conversation. Like she's figured that out. And I sort of forgot. So the idea is that they're like in a relationship, but not really because she's acting as his beard while he's acting as so that boys don't hit on her or something. Yes, but they haven't been that explicit about it up to this point. Right. Really kind of until tonight. Because she yeah. he tries to, he like gets really aggressive kissing her. And mm-hmm. she's like, she's like, dude, what are you doing? I thought this was like mm-hmm. for appearances only. And he's like, yeah. no way. She's like, I know. She doesn't say I know you're gay, but she's like, I know you're trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of self-hatred. I don't want to, I don't, it seems, it's very sad. I was, I feel very sad about it. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of self-hatred. I feel badly for him, despite how much of an asshole he is to so many people in these episodes. He's like, an asshole. Such an asshole. But yeah, I feel badly for him that he feels so strongly that he can't be gay. Yeah. 
And we don't really know about his home life. Like, I must have something mm-hmm. to do. It also might not. It might just be like he's an athlete and the stigma he mm-hmm. thinks is like too strong or whatever. But he, but obviously, mm-hmm. like, here Sam, was a great example with Sam, who is gay. Like, yeah. you know, uh, and then he fucking punches him in the face. Yeah. Ooh, hate crime. Yeah. Self hate crime. Mm-hmm. He punches him in the face. Oh, because after Fiona's like, I'm not going to bone you. He's like, yeah. you're a bitch. What does he say to her? Um, he, he calls her a bitch later, oh, yeah, but he yeah. calls her a total ice queen. Yes. So then he sees her at the fair and she's like, dude, I don't want to talk to you. You're like, you're an asshole. So then he like accosts Shantae and he wins her a bear mm-hmm. and then tries to suck face with her. And she's like, I'm not going to make out with you in the Degrassi parking lot, you fucking weirdo. I know. <laughs> and everybody sees it. And that, and then after that happens, that's when Sam c- confronts him, not confronts him, but is like, dude, I saw what happened. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, man. That's a bummer. And he's like, you don't even know. And he's like, got tears in his eyes. It is sad. And then yeah. Sam's like, he's like, I'm not gay or whatever. And Sam's like, are you sure? Sam is on to this dude. He, he was onto this dude from the boner at the pool, I think. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he's trying to be, like, friendly with him, I think. And maybe in, like, more of a Mentor. mentory way than, like, so in yeah. a I I'm gonna get, fuck you way. No, I didn't get creepy vibes from him at all. I thought he was just being a mentor kind of figure. I will say, Riley rears back and fucking punches this dude right in the face, and this dude barely yeah. moves. He's got a jaw on him, this guy. He fucking barely registered that. He got punched in the face. He reared back a little bit. And then he goes, he's just like, huh. And he walks out. I was like, Sam, Mm -hmm. I got a boner. (laughs) Guy's hot. He's taking punches from this Mm -hmm. big guy. Yeah. So then it's like Riley basically on this like destructive bend of trying to prove to himself and to everybody else that he's not gay because yeah can... while at the same time like the one woman who saw him punch sam in the face was the head of the lgbtq club um that's what it was at the time i'm yeah. not i don't even know that it was a q i think it might have just been <laughs> it might have been lgbt um and then it leads to a conversation with hatsu and the possibility of a hate crime situation. And she's like, we have sensitivity training for homophobia. And Riley is like, I can't, he just can't deal with any of this stuff. So he has to write, he has to go home for the day and then write a paper about a thousand thousand words about nonviolent alternatives to conflict. Mm -hmm. And so instead of doing that, then he finds a uh, place to get cured from being gay who run by someone named a man named Jerry named, Hollowell. Yeah. Ginger spice. Yeah. <laughs> why was I was he? just like, I was like, wait, why did you put a name plaque on this guy's desk? And why did you make it Jerry Hollowell? They so and then purposely he, this, did that. Riley, Riley kept calling him Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, 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 Jerry. Um, they mm-hmm. purposely did that. Like there's no mm-hmm. way. Cause they didn't call him Jerry. The only reason we know that is because his nameplate had his last name Hollowell, which is just, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. spice is that sporty? No. Ginger. Ginger. Who's your favorite spice girl when you were, when you were coming up? 
When I was coming up Posh Spice, I thought she was like so cool. Oh yeah, you love that kind of shit. Yeah, and now I'm more of like probably a Ginger Spice. Yeah. Girl power! I don't know. Like, I haven't thought about them in a long time. Oh, How about you? Scary. Mm. I really, really, really want to zig a zig. Ah. Yeah, that's why. If you want my uh. future, let's sing it. Forget my passing. <laughs> if you want to get with me, better make it. You don't want to sing with me? Better I don't want to sing with you. Hasty. Come on. <laughs> if you really bug me, then I'll say good night. So. <laughs> dump, dump, dump. Dump, 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 dump. God, that song was the best. It's a great song. It's an undeniable fucking banger. It's a banger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Riley gets kicked out of lifeguarding class, which means he's going to lose his summer job, apparently. <laughs> it's my summer job! Maybe next time, <laughs> dick. Yeah, that, and then that's when he starts Googling how to not be gay. When it really should be how not to be gay. How to not. So just he, gonna pick over the the uh the language here. Yeah. So yeah, he, he so he goes to this like conversion therapy place and he realizes pretty soon that it's just a scam for money. Cause yeah. the guy's like, I went through it and now I'm I'm married and have two kids. And I was like, I feel sorry for your wife. Yeah. And so he tells Fiona about it. And he's like, but it's real. There's a website and there's an office. It must be real. And that's when he says to her, Too bad you can't cure, bitch. That's right. Too bad you can't cure, bitch. He and she's like, never talk to me again. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yeah, he was really in a rough spot. I mean, I like to think that by the end of this, he kind of comes to Jesus a little bit. But oh my god, yeah. it was like, oh, it's hard to like, you know, it's hard to relate because I've never been through that. You know, no, that feeling of just like complete loneliness and disgust with yourself but like it's a bummer it just is a bummer all around it makes me feel bad you shouldn't feel that way you should be i mean well and the other thing is that he has some serious anger issues so it comes out in like very cruel ways to a lot of people either physically or emotionally that's very true that's very 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 true Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of forceful kissing from him. Oh, that was. There's a lot of questionable tactics. He hits Sam in the face. You know. Oh, he's just. He kind of like yeah fucks with him in the bathroom when they're at the pool Mm -hmm. place. He gets his buddy Hot Peter. God bless Hot Peter. God bless Hot Peter. Sticking by this guy. Here we are saying this. (laughs) I gotta say, he does make a lot of like shitty jokes to him. When they're like oh, yeah. wrestling and he's like, Ugh, got a boner. Like, that's not what he says, but like he makes shitty gay jokes to mm-hmm. him. And he's like, dude, and that's just hot Peter's way. Hot Peter doesn't care. Yeah. Obviously that he's no. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, we need, I need a guy's night. Yeah. Early on. He's like, did you get those confused thoughts out of your system? I just wanted Aww. to accept who he is and love who he is. There's nothing wrong I with know. who you are. Riley. Like he'd be a great hot, dude who's gay like yeah i imagine he's going to be pretty relatively soon although he did say at yeah. the end he's not going to come out in high school mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't know how to be around women but i bet most of these guys don't either forceful kissing and yes i was saying to myself when he gets around i might have written it down too i don't know that i just mm-hmm. said it to myself when he like gets around women it's like he's an alien like he's never seen 
another like how to act yeah. at all. Yeah. He's just like, rah, rah, rah. he's like fucking accosting, <laughs> fucking in broad daylight. He's like trying to fucking rip Shantae Shantae's face off by kit with the, with his tongue and teeth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they go to this pool place. Mm-hmm. Hot Peter, the, pool, the, the only pool place. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 You know, yeah, yeah. the one set on the show. Where it's one, also a club where they serve calamari sometimes. It's the pool. It's the pool <laughs> hall where the great love of Spinner and Jane was mm. realized. It's it was a, born there. It's a sacrosanct place. Mm-hmm. So they go there to play pool and. They are, and fucking Sam shows up. So, P, uh, not Hot Peter, Riley pulls out a flask of vodka and he mm-hmm. offers it to Hot Peter. And Hot Peter's like, um, no. I was like, <laughs> Hot Peter's also I'm like, a meth is that, Hot Peter's also like, is that vodka? Like, it couldn't be any other alcohol. It just has to be straight vodka in that flask. Hot Peter's like, uh, I, you, I'm, I'm on, I'm a method. I can't drink vodka. He doesn't even no. say it. He's just like, I'm gonna go get a coffee. He just gives that look. Um, um, and then, so, yeah, yeah. So then they start to. Oh, so Riley goes. He's hitting on girls, but he's fucking horrible at it. He's just making. Oh my god! And things. Hot Peter is getting all of the ladies. He actually says, "No point denying babes a good thing." <laughs> <laughs> Also he gets out that- he gets multiple numbers on napkins, and Riley only gets a five 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 number. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, he gets a five five five. That was pretty funny. Also, yeah. when Fiona gets mad at Riley because Riley was like talking shit about her, and she found out about it, he was like, "She's like, so I'm an ice queen." And Riley was like, "That's just locker room talk." It's like, oh my god, locker room talk's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, five, five, five number. And then Riley goes to take a Waz mm-hmm. and Sam. That's is what they call there. it in Canada. Waz. Yeah, and Sam is in there and Riley goes, mm-hmm. gets up next to him with the early. He's like, don't peek. And then they mm-hmm. get into a scuffle. And then Sam's like, you motherfucker, you want to fight? I'll fight you. And he like p- pushes him up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's when Riley says, you should kick my ass. I deserve it. And that's when mm-hmm. Sam's like, dude, come on. Mm-hmm. It's all right. You'll be okay. He's like, and he, and and I liked the scene because Sam was very yeah. like, I understand what it's like locker rooms and being in showers and the whole thing, but it's like, but you got to come to terms with who you are. And yeah, even here, Riley's like, I can't. Yeah, I can't. It's a fucking bummer. I wish it they is. gave us a little bit more context as to why he feels that way. Yeah, I, other than just like he plays football, it's like okay, that's fine, but that's not. I'd like more. I buy it. I do. I buy that a mm-hmm. young guy who's like a, a football player, you know, like mm-hmm. quarterback of the football team. Like I do buy that, but I also I would almost like to hear him say that. Like he has. Mm-hmm. We're so just supposing that that's the reason. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he did say that. I don't remember. But if he didn't, he should have. He should. There should be some context as to why he's so hell bent on not being who he is. Mm-hmm. So, um, we see him come out at school of Miss Suve's office. Mm-hmm. He's got a pink slip for anger management courses. Yeah, and she's like, "This is. I'm really proud of you, Riley. This is a good first step." And I gotta say, I was proud of him too. Me too. 
And Me too. And so that's when Hot Peter's like, so you're ready to like accept Shiro? And he's like, oh no, he tells him. He's like, Peter, I have something to tell you. I know you already know, but I'm a homosexual. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. And then Peter's like, something, do you want me to does. broadcast it on the fucking, and he's like, no, it's between you and me. I'm not coming out in high school. Okay. That's what Sam says too. He's like, nobody can tell you when to come out. You got to do it when you feel comfortable doing it. But you can't go around living your life hating yourself either. Mm-hmm. I agree. Shiler Stone over Riley, who was like, I wouldn't say happy, but like not sad, I guess. Yeah, it, things are looking up for Riley. Not up enough to get him an MVD, but you know, they're looking up. The life of Riley, so, so we speak. Mm-hmm. Speak for yourself. I might pick him for MVD. You don't know. I don't know. He says, Sam says to him, how's that self-hating violent crap going? Like, <laughs> how's that going for you? You feel <laughs> Not good? great. Riley also says, I'm tired of being like a jerk to everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, huh? <clears throat> Must be hard being a jerk. I'm... No one likes him except for Blue and Fitz. <laughs> and, and Hot Peter. And Hot Peter. Hot Peter's the guy's only real friend. Yeah, Hot Peter who keeps losing girlfriends to other continents. That's wonderful. Take it from me. Someone who loses girl, constantly loses girlfriends to other continents. God bless. <laughs> Hot Peter. I love him. I love him now. Put him on the list. B story. What do you mean? Jerry Seinfeld. This, this is the best B story of all B stories. I love it. I love it so much. I love. I love every second of both parts of it. I love the LARPing. I was so glad it came back for the second episode and it made all the toxic masculinity worthwhile. I love how it's just absolutely (laughs) out of nowhere. Like it's so out of nowhere. It's so great. And this is a very like sophisticated LARPing situation here. They've got different realms and kingdoms and they're coming up with strategies and the teachers part of it (laughs) it's so like this story is also just so well thought out like i loved it there's good beginning middle and end to it i gotta say i do think that it would be frowned upon for a teacher to be playing uh in a larping group that her students were in I don't know. I don't know enough details about LARPing. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's pretty like kinky. Mm. I think <laughs> I think it can get I think it can get that way. It isn't always. Yeah, my only my only dealings with it come from role models mm-hmm. and which and wherein it was pretty kinky. Right. I don't remember. Not necessarily. There there were people of all ages there. Anya is telling everyone she goes to a self-defense class. This is how she gets mm-hmm. out of having to sit through Stude's concerts, mm-hmm. which is so mm-hmm. f- she fucking hates Stude's. Yeah, they, they all do, apparently. Because they play the same four songs. That's what they were like. They just yeah. you have to. D- they had an acoustic set and they were just like, oh, God, I don't want to <laughs> have to sit through this. Leia was like, can I please come to your self-defense class? I can't listen to the same fucking songs over and for the six millionth time. She wouldn't let her go because, like Riley, she was hiding this from her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like a top level LARPer. She's in this thing. She's good sword fights. She's coming mm-hmm. up with ways to heal the kingdoms and take over the uh, Giuseppe or what was the fucking name of the kingdom? 
<laughs> Giovanni or some shit. <laughs> um, she's in Beauregard. Beauregard. That's what it was. Beauregard. She's trying to marry the guy from Dreadmort. Beauregard. <laughs> it also is. So it starts off with like. They're in art class and the art teacher who we've like gotten to know a little bit this season and maybe some of the last, but uh, she comes in and she says, sculpture, the art of taking away all of the excess until only the masterpiece remains. I wrote that down because I wanted to get your take on it. What'd you think? Yeah. Good, I was just like, that's not what it is at all. That's what I thought you were going to say. That's what I thought you were going to say. I was just like, that could be true of like literally any art is like about removing excess. I like this teacher though. Yeah. It also implies that all sculpture is like you take a block of marble and you like chisel something out of it. It's not. I'm just kidding. It's not. Sculpture is just about, sculpture is just about space. It's in space. I know that. I don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to, I'm here to educate you. You're the, yeah. I knew that that was wrong. That's why I wrote it down. Cause I was like, I want to hear Rachel's thoughts on this. (laughs) I was just, I was very annoyed by that. But then I loved that the teacher was part of the LARPing group. And I was like, okay. She's the queen of the realm of Giuseppe. What's it called? Beauregard. Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Hey, Giuseppe. Come over here. Um, get my fucking provolone cheese for the realm. <laughs> you got to put it in your glove compartment. Hey, you got to make sure you got a sandwich in your glove box. Sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> I always keep a sandwich in there and a Tupperware filled with cold pasta. I was gonna say I was like mortadella, cold pasta. You gotta have a little empty pasta. Mm-hmm. Do some parm in a Tupperware. <laughs> this is what, this is what's gonna get me canceled for a while. It's gonna happen soon. Where they're like, you know what? We're not doing this anymore. This is terrible. We're not doing Italians. <laughs> Italians are safe from the fucking verbal. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it should be that way. We shouldn't be able to do that. No. We do. Hey, get the fuck out of here, you fuck. Let's stay in it. Yeah, I don't care. So, Leia says something about the guys being married to the band, and that gives Anya the brilliant idea that what's going to save all of this in LARPing, and I love the, the... the whole point that like they don't have to explain to us what's actually happening they can just be doing their jolly old business and she can their just jolly propose old this business. idea that, is, that sounds more like larping jolly old business <laughs> they can do that and she can propose this and like we don't need to know the details of it mm-hmm. but somehow what she has proposed which is that she marries someone from Dreadmort and then becomes the Empress of Dreadmort, well then it'll create an alliance that will solve all of their problems. Beauregard, Dreadmort. I loved how they talked the way they talked in the old English or whatever they were doing. What is that they were talking on? Doth and Hath and so forth. Yeah. And they were really committed to it. It was so great. And I like it loved it. I didn't feel like I wasn't I didn't feel like I I wasn't laughing. I was like, this is such a nice Oh my God. I love like what a great group of people you Mm -hmm. all are. And you do this together and you're so organized and 
yet mm-hmm. you're still managing to like keep it from your boyfriends. I also loved that she was like looking at the map of the realm in class and it was just mm-hmm. three places. Yeah. Like as if that was, she was like, like fretting over what to do to save the realm. Yeah. And there's not much to do. So she invites Leia, 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 Leia to come, Princess Leia, to come LARPing. And she loves it right away, too. She's like, what a great time. Oh, God, this is fun. At first, she's like, what is this? It's weird. And then she gets really into it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then Sav catches them looking at pictures of them have themselves having a great time at the LARPing. Yeah. On a blog. <laughs> and Sav is like, wait, what? Isn't this for like dorks? She's like, yeah. Sorry, he, he caveat yeah. huge sci-fi, sci-fi dorks. dorks. She's like, no, it's fantasy <laughs> dorks. You fucking asshole. You have four <laughs> songs, you dick. Mm-hmm. I hate Sav now. Yeah, and then Sav is like, since when is my band stuff stupid? Since 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 oh for a while now. Since mm-hmm. you don't have any more songs. Mm-hmm. Since. You kicked, honestly, since you kicked up, you can't play shared cuss without Peter. No. So what good You can't play shared cuss without Peter. They don't like Janie and the Studs. Maybe they liked, sorry, Janie and the Studs. Maybe they liked Studs. Maybe. Remember when Studs, when they set Studs up, was going to be this whole thing about how they played behind masks and nobody knew who they were, and it was going to be like Mm -hmm. a whole to-do, and then they were just like, nah, we're just going to say who they are. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? You that lasted about two episodes. God, you built this up to have like a great reveal, but like someone pulls the mask off and they're like, Spinner! Instead, it was like, now they just told everybody. What a fucking stupid show this is. It is. No, I love it. Sorry, everybody. We love it. It's your favorite. Um. Yeah, so Sav doesn't get it. Sav is mad at her because she doesn't want to go see his band play. She's trying to explain it to him. She's like, why are you in a band? And at one point he was like, because it makes me feel like a god. And I was like, dog, you play in front of the same nine people. Yeah. You're not a god. Nope. You're not even that good. No, you're you're okay. And she was like, well, this makes me feel like I belong, like a place where I belong. Mm-hmm. And he can't understand it. And, and he's like, well, do you want to be a fairy prince or be my girlfriend? And it was all about me. Why don't you come see my band? Why, don't, why aren't mm-hmm. you mine thing that I possess? And toxic masculinity. Very toxic masculinity. Almost worse to me in some ways than the Riley stuff. Because the Riley stuff, he acted out. In very oh, and there's plenty. There's some in the Dave story oh, totally, too. It's totally, just, totally, yeah. totally. But this was this this felt worse to me in some ways. Like it was the expectation of like, aren't you just here for me? Riley, you don't have get to have interests too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, you are here to care about what I care about and be mm-hmm. along. For and when it's my not ride. stickers that we both care about, yes. then you really don't matter anymore. Riley acted out towards women with. Toxic, mas- toxic masculinity because like in his head that is how you do it because he didn't mm-hmm. know better and because he's taught we're all all men are taught that that's the way like you know in a lot in this country that like you fucking I don't know what I'm trying to say here but you know what I mean mm-hmm. we're taught toxic masculinity you know we're taught that without being specifically taught that, but it's very much like, Oh, patriarchy and men. And oh, yeah. I want to kiss you. You should want to kiss me. 
Well, I don't. <laughs> I'm Shantae. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking yeah. Neanderthal. <laughs> Let me go don my wedding dress for my sunrise wedding now. So yeah, to someone Anya, else. Anya has this wedding dress. It's wonderful. Oh my god, it's so great. So then, Sam, the sculpture teacher is helping her with it too. I know. I just feel like if that was like if like teachers knew that that was happening, it would be like that's a little weird that you're doing that with your students. I just feel that way. Anytime like a teacher is hanging out off school hours with the student is a little weird, unless it's like a club, but it's not, right? No. I mean, it's a. It's a extracurricular extracurricular activity, but it's not like a, a student. It's like not a, a school yeah, one, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Sav tries to like apologize after saying the thing about you can either be a fairy princess or my girlfriend, and he walks in on them like fixing the wedding dress, and he like tries to apologize, but then he's still an asshole. Yeah, he actually has a really good piece of acting where like he's talking to her and he's like. Um, and then he notices the dress and he's like, wait, what's that? And then she's like, she's like, it's for my wedding, which as I was like watching it, I was like, that would be a little bit weird probably to hear. Yeah. She also said, which might be the only one I have. <laughs> <laughs> so she thinks she's good that they're breaking up, but she says, I'm not going to let it ruin my wedding. When are they doing this on Saturdays? After school, it was like Monday night the first time. Yeah, what was the wedding? But then it was a sunrise wedding, so I was just like, what time are they doing this? Before school. And then Sav shows up. School starts early. Sav shows up with a ukulele to, like, play a song at her wedding. Mm Mm-hmm. He's a minstrel. It was sweet. I thought he was going to play My Love, Anya. But he didn't. Oh, God. That fucking song. They clearly have a very tumultuous relationship because they break up all the time. Savannah Benanya. You could you should sing that like the whatever it takes guy at the end. Savannah Benanya. I know they're gonna make it through. <laughs> Savannah Benanya. <laughs> Oh, it's like, (laughs) I I wish that there was more to talk about with this B story because it's the best part. No, we loved it. I loved all the LARPing, but it's just LARPing. I mean, there's not like a lot of, there's not much to it. It's pretty, there's not that many scenes in it, but it was just so good. I loved it. And I was like, man, more stuff like this. It was so fun. Like all the LARPing was fun. I liked watching Mm -hmm. them do the sword fights and then like talking in like that fucking language shit they were doing. And uh, mm-hmm. and Anya is really good at it, and she just loves it, and so does Leia. Mm-hmm. And also, the whole thing is that like they spend so much time on the band. Like even when Anya's like trying to pour her heart out to Sav, fucking Danny's in the back being like, "We gotta go. Spinner's only day off. We gotta go band practice. We gotta play fucking Callahay, California, fucking thirty times and fucking a a a." What's the other one staring at the ceiling with something to do or whatever? That's the other one we hear. Well, they're not playing shared cust. <laughs> Peter owns the rights to that one. Yeah, he TM'd it, copyrighted it. Yeah, there's a point where Riley calls him Pete, and I'm just like, oh, Pete. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, Pete. So, uh, 
Could you get the C story? Could you get the C story? Also, when she was like, it's the LGBT club. And Riley said, what is that, a sandwich? <laughs> he did say Asshole. That. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Um, so uh, this is another Dave story. We're getting a lot of Dave stories in there. Yeah. He, um, I like don't can't I can't even muster the like anything to talk about this story right now. I'm just like, who the fuck cares about this shit? Also, why did we need to cram in three stories in this? They could have given more to the LARPing one. All of this was to set up fucking Jenna at the end being like, mm-hmm. I the thing with KC, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's the beginning of, well, I mean, that already kind of started too, right. but to really set you up for it. Oh, Claire is, um, Claire has got her fucking high beams on. She knows, she knows this mm-hmm. is coming. I mean, Jenna introduced herself as a boyfriend stealer. Yeah. Jenna still good. But at the end of this episode, I was like, Ooh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dave. So I will say, <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you go. No, 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 no. You go, you go. <clears throat> I need to clear my throat. You go. It's cleared. Kill it. Uh, Dave's not good at basketball. Well, and no. So there, he's like benched, and Casey's advice is to let the game come to you. And he gets called up from the bench, and he's in there, and he's standing there away from everyone. And he's like, "Let the game come to you. Let the game come to you." And what do you know? He's open, and someone passes the ball to him. And he throws it at the last second and he makes a shot and he wins the game by one point. I 100% thought that was a setup for him to not hit the shot. I know I did too. So I was, then I was of, like, but that would be more of last episode. So they're, they're looking for something else. I was pretty pleasantly surprised to be honest. I was like, oh shit, he did it. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so all the while they're showing shots of like Jenna being really excited. The way they shoot the cameras, cam- the Degrassi mm-hmm. cameras shoot uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. It's like they've never seen basketball be played before. It was so. Well, they're in Canada. Awkward. I don't know. It's like the, most, the weirdest <laughs> thing. This one guy just like, hey. It was just very bad. The action was not <laughs> shot very well, I will say. Uh-huh. So, yeah, they keep cutting to Jenna being very excited that he won the game. So then he's mm-hmm. like, ooh. Dave's like, I need it. I don't mind Dave. He says, he says, I need a hot number like Jenna. <laughs> a hot number. Give me a hot number. So yeah, he's in, he wants to get a hot, hot, what did you call her? Hot, hot number. <laughs> hot number. This show is so written by like fucking 50 year olds. Oh my <laughs> God. Kid? Yeah. I mean, well then like in, in the C story, they're also in art class and the art teacher is talking about dead fish from being prepared for cooking and like <laughs> still lives. And what would represent you? Dude, <laughs> they write these characters. Like it's also with like Jane last week with up top. Like that's, that's not. Yeah. Be- yeah. I believe Jane would say that cause she's like yeah. a schmuck. Kinda. I mean, I do believe that. Peter would say no point denying babes a good thing. But also I, I feel like they've written Peter to be this yeah, like yeah, yeah, weird yeah. 50 year old man. Yes. Also. Cause that's how they all to all of them are. <laughs> They're all like some version of a 50 year old man. Every character on yeah. the show. Yeah. No one says like cool things. I wonder if like the new class will say like cool things. That's you gotta sus. get some like real teens in there. They don't, they probably don't say sus anymore. Ugh. 
They definitely don't, don't use the ratio me, emoji. man. They'll probably say that. Mm-hmm. Probably say something like that, or like yeah. Um, <laughs> R O F L. <laughs> they say that, right? <laughs> I just feel like that's the kind of stuff they should have to have them say. Like, um, mm-hmm. you don't have to tell me twice. They probably say that a lot too. I feel like. <laughs> They say, have you heard the news? <laughs> Sign this guy. Give him a five, six, five, five picture deal. Oh, you're talking about, oh, are you talking about um, uh, Zoe Deutsch? Yeah, Zoe Deutsch. <laughs> so, yeah, Dave is like, asks Jenna out on a date. He's like, he writes a script for himself that he like tries to hide behind. Because first of all, he's like, Casey, find out if she would want to go out with me. And then he's like, no, 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 no. And this I liked. He was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I got to find, I got to do this myself. I liked that. Mm-hmm. So he writes himself a script to ask her out on a date and he like puts it up against the door so she can't see it, but then he can't read it. So it's all awkward. And he's like, Hey, do you want to go to the fucking fair with me? And she's like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. And then he's like, well, Casey and, and Claire will be there. So she, and then he's like, Oh, okay. So she's like, yeah, fine. So they go to the fair carnival, whatever, what have you. That's another club thing fair. you can say is what have you. They say that a lot. What have you. Et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And they're having fun. They're playing some games. They're sharing some food that might be. They're sharing cust. They're sharing cust. I don't think it's custard. No. It's custody um, of those nachos, baby. <laughs> well, there's cutlery. So I was like, is it a funnel cake? Maybe. Like, what are they eating with a fork? Cut There's only, like, one cut fork, cut though. Cut three. Um, and they're having a great time. And then Dave refers to Jenna as his girlfriend. Yeah, yep. And Jenna's like, what the fuck? Dude, we're <laughs> just, we just fucking met. And then I was just like, oh, this is more toxic masculinity. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, like, a little less harmful than some of the other things that we witnessed in this episode, but it's still bad. Like, ugh, you don't put someone in that position. It is hard. It's, like, it's not the intentions behind it aren't malicious. No. It's just a problem with how we're taught in a lot of ways, you know, Uh, not how, even how we're taught, but how we perceive how the world teaches us to perceive things. I think that he can just say this. He doesn't mean to force her to be his girlfriend. And had she turned around and been like, wait, dude, I'm not your girlfriend. But again, the culture at large, it it teaches Mm -hmm. people to do things differently. So she has like, she's has to like uh, figure it out you know, how to get out mm-hmm. of this rather than just be like, dude, because then if she says that she's a, you're what does Riley say? It's can't, uh, can't cure a bitch. Like it's that kind of stuff. So it's very, yep. Yep. Really puts a fine point on all of this. Yeah. So then what ends up happening in the second episode is that, uh, she says something, Jenna says something to Claire. Sorry, I was trying to get it to not play the next episode. Jenna says something to Claire about how she and Casey were friends first. And she's like, I just don't, she doesn't, she's not into Dave, but she's like, not really sure how to say that. She says like, cause she says, I want to be friends with guys before I, I date them. 
And she's mm-hmm. like, like with KC. And then she's like, I mean, you and KC, but obviously that's not yeah. what she means. Yeah, that's not what she means at all. So, but then this power squad is like, we're looking for girlfriends of the Girlfriends team. of basketball players. And so she's like, oh, well, I wanted to join power squad. So let's make this work for both of us. But we're not dating. And then she, but she tells Dave that she's not interested because he just keeps hounding her he says like, he w- let's go to the movies yeah. and she's like well with claire and casey and well, he wants he's to like get, no just us he wants to you me a dark theater and and a five gallon sweet buttered container. corn sweet buttered corn sweet buttered corn i couldn't remember how we put it sweet buttered corn oh my god sweet buttered corn and then she's just like i can't dave i can't do this yeah, i'm not into you and his first thing that he says is is there someone else and the thing is is that you gotta teach him young like someone might just not be interested in you it doesn't mean that there's someone else and if they were single then it would all be fine well there is someone else but you're right you are right yeah no totally of course yeah. well there is someone else who's in a relationship but like there's doesn't mean that she couldn't then also like dave you know yeah it's a it's a scenario where you learn these lessons this way kind of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you kind of it's like one of those things where like unfortunately like how do you learn it otherwise like your parents yeah. sit you down and say don't don't do this <laughs> i guess <laughs> kind of i guess you kind of have to yeah i don't know so then yeah she's like i can't date you i'm not interested but i'll like what does she say like i will uh so they decide to kind of help each other out and he was saying that like you know everyone thinks he's cool because he's dating jenna and so what they decide to do is she um tells everyone in power squad that dave broke up with her yeah, so the- but can she still say on power squad and then everyone thinks dave is cool because he turned down jenna it's also like this weird thing of like People think he's cool because he's dating. I didn't Jenna, like this, and it's like, but no, they don't. No, just be. I didn't th- like it's, this. It's this like lack of confidence that like these like insilly types have, where it's like, mm-hmm. no, you're like scored a game winning shot. You fucking pissed on Bruce the Moose. Like, mm-hmm. just be, just do it, man. You don't need to like have other stuff just be yourself it's also the riley Mm -hmm. thing right just be yourself but anyway they do it anyway this thing where like jenna cries and is like oh he just broke up with me i'm so sad Mm -hmm. so weird and i I didn't like any of this no i didn't like any of it either and then casey and claire come over to jenna and are like oh my god you should have won an oscar for this you did such a great job i was also so surprised that like claire was along for this ride i thought claire was supposed to be like (laughs) self-righteous and like and for good causes she's they they didn't have time for that in this one so yeah casey and then there's a little flirtation between casey and jenna Mm -hmm. i don't remember what it was really well, all that happened was that Jenna says something and is like looking at Casey and Casey's looking at her and Claire's like, what the fuck? Like you'll end up with like a good guy or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Casey and Jenna. And that's it. 
That's it. Coming round the bend, and they won't see old Claire since I don't know when. We're stuck in Degrassi prison, and we can't get out. We've got six more seasons of this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And then another on the way. <laughs> That's our song. Stuck in Degrassi Prison. Stuck in Degrassi Prison. And oh, that doesn't I even include Junior High. Old Manny and I miss old Emma too. I wish I could see Craig, but he just won't do because I'm stuck with Riley. <laughs> and I'm stuck with Peter. <laughs> well, at least we have Declan. At least he's a little fun. <laughs> I also like how Cassie and Miriam are still in the intro yeah. for the show, and like we have not seen them in weeks. Yeah, we haven't seen them in a while. Oh, if they freed me, I'm done. It's like you want to keep going. If they freed me from this prison. If Spinner was mine. I guess I'd take him on, but then he'd marry him out of Degrassi prison. Anyway. Rach, scale of one to ten. We've been at this a while. What do you got? How much does it go there? Goes there. Kind of goes there. It kind of goes there, but it doesn't really go there. I would say I gave it a three. Wow, that's pretty low. I mean, wait, what is your sense of going there? I don't know. I haven't really even thought about it much. I want to hear what you're going to say. I just would have assumed it would have been um, a higher than There's that. not. I mean, there's a punch. There's some forced kissing. The forced kissing for me was pretty, was kind of grody. Yeah. Um, there's, but I don't know. I felt like there was so much toxic masculinity in this episode that it all got kind of like muddied by the rest of it. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is just expected. <laughs> all these guys suck so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Par for the course. I'm going to say a five okay. for all the toxic masculinity. That's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And for Jerry Hollowell? Yeah. Yep. 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 So, Patrick. What's up? Out of all of these people, oh, man. you know, I'm not going to say all their names because I don't know all of their real names. Only one can be the Empress of Dreadmont. Yeah. Dreadmort, yep. sorry, I think. Dreadmort. Dread, whatever it is called. Beauregard. Um, of- out of all of these people, who would you choose to be the all-powerful, all-ruling Emperor or Empress of Dreadmort? It's the Empress of Dreadmort herself, Anya. Anya Bananya. She's the, my MVD, yeah. my most valuable Degrassium. Good stuff. Uh, unlike those other people, was true to herself and what she wanted to be and what she wanted to do. She was hiding it for a while, but then mm-hmm. was like, you know what? Pulled out of the closet by Leia and was like, fuck it. This is what I do. You do your shit. Either accept me or mm-hmm. take a walk, motherfucker. And I love that. Anya is quietly becoming one of my faves. Mm-hmm. So I'm full on Anya Bananya. What about you, Rach? Where, who's your queen of Desdemona? Oh, it's also Anya. Yes. Hands down. I I immediately finished this and I was like, Anya is definitely the MVP. I knew it about before the end of the first episode. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Anya. 
Well, I was like, let's see what let's see what the B story is in right. the second episode, she, and I was like, oh, it's the same. Imagine she like gave it up, but then I would have been so mm-hmm. mad. Yeah, um, yeah, for all the same reasons that you mentioned. Like, I just really liked how she stood up for herself and everything. How she kind of acted in both these episodes, mm-hmm. and yeah, just made me happy. Yeah, it was great. That was great. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all we got. We don't have any new patrons this week. No one came into the room this week. Who's here? Does anybody come into the room? Is anybody coming? Not this week. Oh, this is so sad. I know. No parties this week. Everyone's on quarantine. I want everybody to come into the room and have a fun time and a dance. I guess nobody likes a dancing. They, they might like sandwiches. Oh, these fucking gotta gotta have a sandwich. An Italian sandwich, mortadelle, pepperoni. <laughs> if you're going to so say pepperoni, um, you can say pepperoni. <laughs> nah, pepperoni, salam, provolone. This reminds me of like when Kindle used to nickname places and they were all longer than the original names. How is pepperoni longer than pepperoni? It's not, it's not, but it's not that much of an abbreviation. But it's not about abbreviating. That's how that's how they say this is how you say it in real talk. <laughs> Mortadel, gabagol, pepperon, salam, <laughs> oil and vin. <laughs> GTL. I'm stuck in Degrassi prison. And I wish I could get out. We so, got a two-day meth addiction. <laughs> we, that was great, though. it out. Bing, 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 uh, ding, 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 ding. Oh, when will Jane just break up with Spinner? We're sitting on this for like five weeks, and I'm getting tired. I wish that they would end it, because I know I'm going to be mad. <laughs> That these writers will do Jane wrong, and that's what tortures me. Oh, man, I'm killing it right now. I am on a roll. You're doing great. I'll stop. You're on a roll. I'll stop. I'm on a roll. Hey, I'm on a sesame seed roll. (laughs) Put some must on there. Some salam and provolone. Sparkles Bass 28. <laughs> Degrassi every episode ever. Dope Monkeys and Broomheads. Facebook group. Every episode for gmail.com. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Deep. I'll let Pat go back to his song. I'm done. <laughs> well, in that case, then. Sparkles Bass you know what? You know what this means? <laughs> Good night. And grilled cheese, definitely. And grilled cheese, definitely. The way that it was silent and you just went, <laughs> Sparkle Smith's 28. <laughs> Defining moment in the podcast history. <laughs> uh, Sparkle Smith's <Spurs> 28. <laughs>